We are here at Penzik Medieval Festival, and you can hear a tent stake being hammered in the background because we are camping. <laughs> this is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast, here to help you feel a little lighter. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. I'm here with Maria Hammer, a longtime belly dancer out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Training tirelessly and passionately for over two decades with some of the most sought-after teachers in this dance form, meaning belly dance, belly dance fusion, tribal fusion. How do you describe yourself? I like to think of myself as a folkloric fusion belly dancer. And I love vintage belly dance, American 70s belly dance, West Coast belly dance from the 70s. And I'm open to all folkloric styles and oriental styles and cabaret styles. I love that all too, my personal style. And then all my authenticity comes out throughout that. So Maria has trained with some of the most sought-after teachers in this dance form, including Jill Parker, Suhaila Salimpur, Helena Vlahos, and Aisha Ali. She holds certificates with Jill Parker and level two of the Suhaila Salimpur format. Her love for belly dance has evolved through many styles over the years, and she has co-directed and helped in pioneering East Coast tribal companies such as folkloric-inspired Gwazi, Middle Eastern music and dance ensemble in the mid-90s, to the more theatrical and earthy glamour contemporary elements of the award-winning Zafira Dance Company, active for over 11 years. She has spearheaded and been part of many successful events and festivals in the Pittsburgh areas with shows from big theater stages to small intimate settings. She's traveled the globe studying, teaching, performing, and has collaborated with some of the most notable dancers in her genre, such as Jill Parker, Zoe Jakes, and many others. I saw you have Zoe Jakes coming for an event. Yeah, it's going to be her first gig post-baby. She may even bring the baby, depends on how she feels. My family is very much into baby and family when it comes to belly dance. I've brought my kids to lots of events. The first one was Tribal Quest Northwest in Portland with Paulette Reese Denise way back in the day. And that was my first baby brought gig. <laughs> baby brought gig. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And I saw Maria dancing with one of her daughters the other night, and her daughter was so confident on the mm, dance floor. She's and so she just loved it. It was really a treat. It's always a treat to see mothers and their kids dancing together. Oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that. It's important to me. Currently as a solo artist, she collaborates with her sisters, Christine Andrews and Jennifer Imashev as the Hammer Sisters, as well as with local dance artist, Joanna Abel as Starry Moon Dance Company. As a local Pittsburgh teacher and belly dance community supporter, she contributes with her exciting student troupe, Evil Eye. Mm -hmm. You can learn more about Maria at Maria, M-A-R-I-A, Hammer, H-A-M-E-R, only one M, dot com, MariaHammer.com. Now it's time for some music. Danceable song. Ah, so thank you so much for recording here at yeah. Penzik with me and sharing all your light and your talent with the podcast listeners here. What danceable song would you like our listeners to enjoy? That was a really, really, really hard question for me. I like a lot of music, but I'm going to pick one. It is called Shu Kran, S-H-O-U-K-R-A-N by George Wasuf, Alia Karim, and it's really great fun. I like Ms. Mars and I love Heavy Slow Saidi. I also like Saidi Party by the Gazira Band. Just got a nice dragging slow metal bang. <laughs> that kind of has that, but it kind of keeps you going. It's like a slow choo-choo train. 
Uh, shukran, I believe, is the Arabic word for thank you. Yeah. Cool. Maria also wanted to throw in a couple more danceable songs that she loves. One is Dalil by Najwa Karam. This song is from a famous Lebanese singer named Najwa Karam, as well as the song Cedars of Lebanon by Mosavo. So both of them are on the Belly Dance Body and Soul Spotify playlist, along with the other two songs that Maria mentioned. The featured songs will always be available on Spotify on my Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist. Follow my playlist, listen for free, and dancing will become even easier with hundreds of diverse belly danceable songs, all curated for you and all on one list right at your fingertips. Just click on that Spotify icon on the top of aliciafree.com and it will take you right there. Let's do some dancing. Damn sexy dance move. What damn sexy dance move would you like to share with our listeners? Damn sexy dance move. Well, damn sexy. I don't know if it's damn sexy or not. I just like to squeeze out every movement. It's, I guess more of a feeling as opposed to a move. Whenever I'm working a toxim or something, I really like to just squeeze my spinal cord. <laughs> If that means the back of my spinal cord where I'm accenting my rib cage forward, I might squeeze my spinal cord in the back slower, like I'm trying to squeeze out like a yogurt tube. It might get gross. <laughs> or honey, maybe honey sounds sexier. It's a honey tube. <laughs> And then if I were to do it in the front of me, then it would be like my rib cage is the downbeat and I would be dropping it and pulling it into my belly button, squeezing it out and just like playing with that kind of dripping, squeezing element. So if I could just say it, instead of a move, more of a feeling whenever you're, move, you're moving, like a honey nice tube, visual. not a yogurt tube. One of the many things I love to watch you do when you're dancing is your spins. Oh. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more about how you've mastered the spin? Oh, wow. I love spinning and I love the Sufi spin. I love getting lost in the the colors that fly past you and you're in this bubble of color and you're in this very sacred dimensional spot in the world, you know, and it, you feel confident and relaxed. I think a lot of people, when they spin, they get scared and they tense up and they pull their shoulders up and they maybe lean forward a little bit because they're afraid they might fall backwards or something. And so they lean forward and then they're off balance and, you know, there's a lot of fear and tension and misalignment when it comes to spins I had to really get rid of my fear first so when I was probably 16 or 17 I had a gig at a renaissance festival and post gig we were all just really hot and tired and we were just relaxing on this giant grassy field and while all the other dancers and drummers were just laying down on the grass I decided I was going to take this opportunity to spin and I couldn't stop I went for a 45 straight minutes without stopping. I couldn't stop spinning. I just spun and spun and spun because I was locked into this feeling and releasing tension and sitting into my tailbone and just settling down into it. This was all on uneven ground and I didn't have a spot or a stage or an audience or anything. I just kind of let go. The only connection I had was to the sky and to the ground because everything in the middle like was blurry and I was just in this safe little bubble and I think at that point realized why the Sufis spin, you know, that feeling. I felt very connected and very solid it's almost like I couldn't stop you know if I wanted to and I didn't want to I felt very safe and very grounded and very relaxed and that sounds like really out there but that's a true story 45 minutes of no spotting just sitting in and recognizing and kind of being a scientist and an observer and recognizing like where I hold my tension when I spin 
and just kind of settling and relaxing and like letting it being a moving meditation kind of I guess it really really helped me and ever since then I love spinning so I spin I do spot and I will spot like John Compton used to spot and spot around the room and I will spot wherever I want to spot and then I stop there and then I'm not dizzy and I feel great I dance around fires with uneven grounds at Penzik every night and I spin 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 there's not a lot of spinners around the fire because it is kind of dangerous if you're not comfortable with it I've seen people literally fall in the fire it's happened and it's scary but I feel very comfortable I've been doing it for you know almost 30 years around fires now (laughs) so it's just one of those things that feels good it's so cool to hear your background on spinning because you can see your power in your spins. Yeah. It's very clear. Yeah. You know, so no idea there's all of this other, yeah. this other experience background. behind it. I'll put a link to a video of this move in the show notes. And I keep adding helpful free dance videos on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe and the moves will keep coming. Now let's take a moment to dote on delicious whole food that makes us dancers glow. Featured light in my body food. What is one vegan whole food ingredient that you love? I am an animal about young Thai coconuts. The ones that sometimes you can get at your co-op or local whatever that is white on the outside. I have some information about that though, that if people do like young Thai coconuts, I learned that they soak, even the organic ones, they'll soak the coconuts in nasty chemicals. So it doesn't affect the meat or the water inside. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But when you're cutting it open and you're shaving off the top to get into the hard part center, keep the saran wrap on it so that your fingers aren't touching the nasty chemicals because apparently the people when they're preparing it they wear gloves and stuff when they're you know preparing it that's an unfortunate part so unless you can find an actual young Thai coconut that has the green on the outside which is hard to find otherwise I know Whole Foods sells it with with the plastic wrap over top it's a little tricky you need to go on YouTube and find tutorials on how to open the coconut because it is a little scary you've got to get a hatchet I think there are some gizmos that can help open it up easier I've never used them but I just use a hatchet and I shave off the white and then I just kind of tap 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 it until I find a little lip and then I pry open the top and it's full of water I can taste it right now just talking about it uh it's full of the coconut water and I pour that into a big bowl I just put the bowl on top and dump it over and then I get a spoon and I spoon out the amazing white coconut meat and I just eat it I just eat the whole thing by myself (laughs) I don't really like to share it Actually, it's a really great electrolyte rejuvenator. So like if you're at a festival and you've been dancing all day or you're at an intensive and you're dancing all day, when I have a coconut and I drink the water fresh from the coconut, not just like the ones you can buy in a bottle or cardboard bottle, whatever, but an actual real life coconut and drink it and eat the meat, I'm 100% better. It's like the fountain of youth and the fountain of electrolytes. (laughs) It's magic how it works on me. So that's a big tip for people that are doing intensives or workshops. Get some young Thai coconuts. Not the hairy brown adult ones. The young Thai coconuts. They are the best. And I am salivating for them right now. I don't have any here at camp. I love that you're highlighting that ingredient. We spent a lot of time in Thailand. I was in Peace Corps there or whatever. Oh. So I always have had somebody open them for me. I've yes. never had to open a coconut. Yeah. I, props Be, to you. Don't for hurt out yourself. How to open it. I was like, I have a bunch of belly dancers going to the ER with sliced <laughs> open hands. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Maria told me. Yeah. Everybody's got lacerations. It's a little lighter. Just... <laughs> I got a little darker. Oh, dear. Let's play dress up. Make you shine, costume tip. 
you always are wearing very interesting pieces, especially jewelry and yes. your textiles. You have a really clear sense of fashion and sense of style and your yeah. belly dance garb yeah. and probably your everyday garb too. I just see you in this, in this kind of situation where we're all in costume all the time. Oh yeah. And do you have any costume tips for us? Costume tips. Well, I love the use of silk scarves. I use them here at Penzik, but even for performance, they flow well. If you can get 100% silk, my mother, putting a plug in there, she sells them. If you contact me, she will hand dye fabrics and bleed them into different colors. So find a beautiful silk scarf or gauze is always nice too, silk gauze. And I will drape it, grab the two long, like if it's a rectangle, two short ends and tie them into my top a little and then loop it around to the back, either between my legs or on the side of my hip and then tie it on the back and then put a belt over top. And it's got this sort of cow neck look and open on the sides and it's pretty and, and airy and comfortable. I love wrapping it around my neck. I love doing it as a sash. So I tie it on the shoulder and then diagonally pull it to the hip and it billows and it flows. So like when you're moving, it just accents your movement even more and it looks more ethereal and light and airy. And then there's a color accent there too. So overall, I just feel like the silk scarf doesn't have to be used as a prop necessarily as dancing. Of course it can, but it also can be used as a costuming piece that I really love using like on a regular basis. In your troop Gwazi, you wear layers of fabric, including a full Gwazi coat, oh, yeah. turban, big skirt, and harem oh, pants. I can't handle that. I don't know how you guys dance with so many layers on. Do you have any tips for staying cool even in a hot costume? Well, those were the days that I did that. I don't really do it anymore. It is very hot, and we had 100% wool turbans. One of the things that we did, though, we didn't tie it as tight on our head. We would have one tied tight, and then we would keep it loosely stacked on our head so it wasn't as compact on our head, so that was one thing. And then the skirts just spin a lot <laughs> because when you spin, all that air comes up. So we that's another reason why, you know, spinning helped me. And silk is a bizarre fabric that you can use like even raw silk where it's cool when it needs to be cool and hot when it needs to be hot you know what I mean like it strangely is insulating and it also is very cooling so silk use silk lots of silk silk and spin silks and spins all right that's the name of the next troop silks and spins <laughs> I've seen you do some dances from Tunisia and very yeah. very cool very niche ethnic dances at least from my dance yeah. experience yeah how do you keep even the more niche forms of ethnic dance that you do authentic study from the source I've never been to Tunisia or North Africa yet but I try to train with as many people that have studied from the source like Aisha Ali has some great material for North African and Tunisian dances. I'm actually going to interview Aisha soon. Oh sweet! Perfect yeah we had her for an intensive and we did Tunisian all day. I love Tunisian dance. Malia De Felice she was a part of Balanat and she also worked with Jill Parker for a period of time on and off and she I think she still does actually. Um, She also does Tunisian dances as well and I learn through Jill that way and then YouTube also I mean it's not direct but YouTube is a great resource for raw on the spot from the source Tunisian dance I've had other teachers too and but those are the main things is just get from the source as much as possible and know that you're also a filter it's like the telephone game so whatever you're training from in the source you're interpreting it your way you didn't grow up in that environment you didn't grow up in that culture so you're gonna have your own take on it respectfully so just doing your best to respectfully get the feel of that folk dance but also have your own voice that's a fine balance but it's important I think because it's 
dying art forms and we should all learn it. We should all be tracing back to our roots and learning our roots and all the styles, whatever, if you're a modern oriental cabaret style dancer, you should be studying your folk roots and same with tribal dancers, especially because they're tying in with folk, with their tribal. So everybody should be studying it if they're in the Middle Eastern dancing and uh, whatever genre you're in. I have always been impressed with your brilliant choreography for your dance troops. Can you tell us something about your process for choreographing? I will change it sometimes. I've done um, more strict things, which I've learned from Jill Parker and Sue Hala of mapping out the music. And there's so many, I've seen so many dancers map out their music differently. And you can map it out by counts, by measures, by where the chorus is and the other parts of the song, A, B, A, A, things like that. What's the feel of the song? Close your eyes dream the song and kind of listen and kind of feel where does it take you what are the colors that come up with in your mind when you hear the music are there any stories that play out in your head when you're listening to the music so that all sorts of different mappings technical mapping but also creativity mapping I don't do that all the time though it's only whenever I have a lot of time and I want to really get into a song or I'm really really excited about a song sometimes what I do is I kind of work as I go and I sometimes even work on the spot so if I'm with my students sometimes I'll choreograph right in the moment and I'll change it 50 times and they hate that that's my go-to choreographies that I do I do the special mapping for special projects but for the most part I'm in the moment what does this feel like as I'm moving what does this make me want to do I don't necessarily highlight a move there might be something like oh I might want to do this move but I don't really keep that it's stuck in my head because I feel like that hinders me from feeling what the music actually is asking me to do so I don't usually do that and sometimes I'll work backwards from the song because I like crescendo so the crescendo is the end and I like building up to that crescendo so sometimes I'll rework the ending a whole bunch of times to get that right feel so I might even work backwards instead of front to back and back to front meaning you choreograph the ending first yes yeah cool. to be more specific yeah, yeah exactly yeah because that's the big ending that's the crescendo that's the part where you want to be like kaboom you know I learned that actually from my sister's Russian ballet teacher he was a principal dancer at the Bolshoi Ballet and he taught Baryshnikov I mean he was pretty epic and he passed away a few years ago and my sisters were his protégés and he loved my family he said excuse the term because I don't use it but he called us gypsy <laughs> you're our family's gypsy he was from Russia so he was allowed to say that but yeah he just loved us and he would choreograph for us he would always work the ending first he never did it from beginning to the end he always worked back to front because he wanted that ending to be worked on more than the beginning so that was his big thing and I learned that from him well it's the most memorable part exactly piece, right? exactly so. tell us about something exciting that you are creating <gasps> something exciting I'm creating oh well I feel like there's so many different things I'm actually starting to work with Joanna Abel and Christine Andrews we're doing Starry Moon Dance Company and we're kind of creating a new dance company together and so that's sort of on the horizon where we're building a, a new project together and that's sort of an organic partnership I mean there's a lot of people that I love and I want to dance with Joanna is just one of those people like obviously my sister Christine I danced with her since I was a child so that's a no-brainer Joanna folds into that like nobody I really know there's a lot of really intelligent and amazing dancers around me and I like working with them but she's just been a special addition recently that we really enjoy working with her it's kind of kismet in a way and you know I know some people are like well why can't I be in that dance company but it's it's really just because she's really special but anyway so that's really exciting on the horizon working with that company and, and building that up and then 
then specifically I'm working on a really fun acapella and sometimes not acapella finger symbol dance with my students in Pittsburgh and that's something that we're working on slowly and we're gonna work up to performing it and it's kind of high speed fun and I'm excited working on that one and then all the things on the horizon I mean geez working with Marty Love in New York there's the Anna Moon festival she is putting on and I'm honored and humbled to be a part of that she asked us to be a part of that the Anna Moon Festival that's A-N-I-M-O-O-N with Marty Love M-A-R-D-I Love will be November 4th through 10th and you can find out more on MartyLove.com that's M-A-R-D-I-L-O-V-E.com Art of the Belly I'm really excited to be part of Art of the Belly in the next year uh, this is my first time there Starry Moon will be coming in and having some cameos at some of these places and then also Tribal Revolution in Chicago next summer and I think my sister Jen who's also the other Hammer sister is going to join us I believe in Chicago so we'll have like the full-on Hammer Sister experience and also I think I'm going to be collaborating with Jill Parker at that event too separately so there's just so much just dancing as much as I can with as many beautiful people as possible of course Zoe Zoe Jakes in the winter in January so it's all very exciting and I kind of jumped around on the calendar there for you but Maria, thank you so much for taking a little time out from playing with your kids. You're going to a water battle right yeah. now at Kensick. And thanks so much for all that you've brought to this festival oh. and to the world and to Pittsburgh. Thank you. And uh, we hope to see a lot more from you. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I'm excited that you invited me here and I'm honored. And thank you so much for the great questions too. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on AliciaFree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helped you feel a little lighter.